Palace Tweed, the orb, the, the famous orb trademark, it's the oldest trademark in continuous use in the UK. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips for making in the UK. So let's crack on with the show. welcome to episode 113 of the Make It British podcast. On today's episode, I am speaking to Ruth Masson from Harris Tweed Hebrides. Now, it probably doesn't need any introduction, Harris Tweed, because I'm sure you've all heard of the iconic fabric, which is the only fabric in the world to be protected by an Act of Parliament. And in this episode, Ruth is going to tell us everything about Harris Tweed and what makes it so very special. So I hope you enjoy this interview, especially after some of the maybe less positive news we've all had over the last few weeks. Harris Tweed really is one of UK textile manufacturing's true success stories. Enjoy. Ruth, thank you very much for joining me on the Make It British podcast today. No problem at all. Nice to speak to you. We finally got this interview together. We've had to reschedule a few times now, haven't we? Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but here we are. So, Harris Tweed, it's it's iconic. Um, a lot of people know the name, but they definitely, or they may not know what what exactly what Harris Tweed means and what it is. So, um do you want to start by telling me who you are and what the company, the actual company is that you work for? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Ruth Masson. I'm the marketing manager for Harris Tweed Hebrides. Um, so we are based on the Isle of Lewis and Harris, um, which is a confusing point for some people. So the Isle of Lewis and the Isle of Harris are actually one island. <laughs> um, and Harris Tweed Hebrides is based in the village of Shawbost. So it's on the west coast of, of the island. Um, we produce all of our Harris Tweed um, in the Outer Hebrides as per the Harris Tweed Act of 1993. So do you want to tell us more about the, the Harris Tweed Act? What does that exactly mean to people? Yeah, so... Um, Harris Tweed, it's the only fabric which is um, which has its own Act of Parliament. So that means that um, there are strict um, laws, rules around what can be called Harris Tweed. So you need to follow a specific production process. It all needs to happen on the Outer Hebrides. So it can happen throughout the whole of the Outer Hebrides. So there are a number of different islands um, at the moment, it is Lewis and Harris where the production is is focused. Maybe in the future, there'll be some people in, in the islands further south. Um, but all the all the Harris Tweed mills are are up on the the Isle of Lewis. So Harris Tweed, it's got to be produced entirely in the Outer Hebrides. So that's from the raw wool fibre. So we 
taken a scoured wool. So it's um, it's been cleaned of all the sort of impurities that a sheep just walking around on the moor or in a field um, will have. But other than that, it is absolutely raw wool. Um, so we would um, fibre dye, which is a, a very important part of our process. It means that we get a very rich depth of colour. We have a spectrum of colours within one um tweed fabric you can have in one single yarn up to eight different shades of of wool so fibre dyeing is a really important stage for us and then we we produce yarn in in house so we card and spin the wool that weavers who all need to be based in their own homes so weavers all over the island um, we send the, the yarn out to them to, to weave the fabric, then it's brought back into us for, for finishing. You said and that they have to be um, in their own home. So is that part of the law that they have that to be is, working from home? That's right. So that's part of part of the act. So that just kind of protects the sort of um, community-based industry that that has been in our islands for, for centuries. Um, people used to do it just for their own purposes so if you um if you had your own crofts you would have had your own sheep and you would be producing um a version of harris tweed just for your own for your own blankets for your own clothing just to keep yourself warm brilliant so what what was the reason what what why did they bring in the act when they did what well, they're obviously trying to protect the workers is that, yeah. Is that right yeah that's right so harris tweed um it got commercialised back in the 1800s. So there was um, a landowner in Harris called Lady Dunmore who um, brought Harris Tweed down to her friends in London. And that's the first sort of commercial use that we've, we can see of, of Harris Tweed. So she had made her own, her own tartan tweed um, using um, her, the local community to, to produce that. So, from then on, it did have sort of a a luxury sort of appeal to it. The name Harris Tweed came with um, lots of lovely connotations that um, that it continues to have to this day. Um, but that did mean that there was people producing it all over the world and and using the the Harris Tweed name when it wasn't the the genuine product. Um, ah, and over the right. years, they they've introduced different um, protections. So we've had, we had a tweed, the orb, the, the famous orb trademark. It's yeah. the oldest trademark in continuous use in the UK. Um, so we've had that since, um, I think it's since uh, 1910. Oh, wow, and it's the oldest trademark, is it? That's interesting. Yeah, so it's the oldest one that's been in continuous use. There's possibly older ones that mm. um, have kind of come in and out of use. But um, the, the trademark, it offered a certain level of um, protection for the industry and for our community. But people still tested tested that. And over the course of almost 100 years, <laughs> it's something like 80 years later, and mm. um, the the Harris Tweed Act was was implemented, so that just gave the final absolute seal of 
authenticity to people who are buying Harris Street fabric, but it also meant that it safeguarded the production of Harris Street to our community. And um, since then, there hasn't been, you know, people can't legally challenge it. There's no, um, we have the Harris Street Authority now. So the Harris Street Authority was um, created following the Act of Parliament. So what their um, remit is to protect and promote the Harris Street industry. So they are the people that give us the orb stamp. So they check all of the paperwork around each individual length of tweed. They inspect every length of Harris Tweed produced and they put an orb trademark stamp on, on each length of Harris Tweed. So that's your um, guarantee of authenticity. And the other part of their remit is to just ensure that that trademark is, is protected. So they look after all the trademarks globally for, for Harris Tweed, for the Orb, Orb trademark. Um, and they're there just to ensure that um, our industry continues and is, is given the, the protection it needs for Brilliant. So how, how many weavers are there on the island currently that are the weaving Harris Tweed? Um, so we work with about, um, we work with probably over about 120 different home weavers. So there are independent weavers who design their own fabrics and they work on a much smaller scale. Um, there are other weavers who may work for other businesses, but we work with, um, 120, um, people all over the island and they're getting regular, um, year round work from us. How many metres of cloth then would it? Because I've seen the pictures of some of the weavers in their homes and they literally have got the looms right in the centre of their cottages, haven't they, a lot of these people? Yeah, yeah. So they, they'll have a, a weaving shed and they kind of vary between very kind of high-tech weaving sheds where they have their big widescreen TV set up just so they can <laughs> watch TV while they work or um, some of them are very, very old school looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they work in um, batches of 50 metres. So each length of Harris Tweed is 50 metres. And um, yeah, they, they work on that basis. So is every 50 metres different? Is there that much variation? Um, so there can be a lot of variation. So last year, we think we produced 1,000 different patterns of Harris Tweed. So, oh, wow. um you know, obviously between all, all of those weavers, they're probably weaving um, quite a lot of v- variety of patterns over the year. Um, we do have our um, favourites, the classics, like a Harris Tweed um, herringbone. A black and white herringbone is always very, very popular. Um, and I'm sure there's people that feel like they weave that every day of their lives. <laughs> but, but we have produced more than that. <laughs> So, I mean, they say every day of their lives, some of the weavers are, I mean, have been weaving for a very long time, haven't they? What What's the average age of the weavers that weave Harris Tweed? Oh, I don't know what the average age now is, but it has been lowered recently. So it did used to be up over 60. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I know of people who were in their 80s still weaving Harris Tweed. But we've, um, there there was a, a Harris Tweed weaving course um probably 
closer to 10 years ago now, which brought in a, a much younger generation of weavers and they've um, significantly reduced the, the age profile. Um, Excellent. Well, it's the ultimate work yeah. at home job. If you can sit there weaving, watching the telly. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Great. It's great for it's great for people who have a lot of our weavers, they're crofters as well. So they will have um, animals, sheep or cows, or um, they'll have different sources of income. Um, I can think of one, just two actually, just now, who are um, retained firefighters. So they're doing oh, okay. um, a lot of work within the community and having this sort of steady weaving income allows them to stay in you know the different remote villages that we have on the island um, and work from from their homes great for mothers with children you know mm. people who who need a bit of flexibility in their in their working life so you said the course was 10 years ago is there any plan to to do more recruitment and another course um, at the moment, there isn't. So we are um, we're keen to kind of maintain, uh, you know, maintain the demand for um, weavers. So there's a problem if you introduce too many that you sort of there's a bit more f- fluctuation in the work you're able to provide for people. Yeah, of course. Um, so so we're trying to just have this sort of steady level of work for as many people as we can. Um, there's also a problem sourcing um, hand-sweed looms. So the the loom is actually quite a um, a difficult thing to get hold of. Some people um, may inherit one or something, and um, you know, in that case, you you do get a, you know a number of new weavers. But um, it tends to it tends to be the same. You know, we don't have a lot of um, What's the word I'm looking for? A lot of um, progression turnover. into, it, I suppose. Yeah, no, of course. Why would you? So I hadn't yeah. thought of that. So the the Harris looms are on a specific loom as well to Harris, and and is that something? Are those looms made on the island as well? They aren't. No. So they are they are made in the UK. Um, they are um, they're built specifically for for Harris tweed. So they're a little bit different to your kind of standard loom. Obviously, they're um, they're made for hand weaving. So we don't have any power going to mm. any of our looms, which is um, another very unusual um, practice in the textile industry. Now it would yeah. be um, you know we'd be making a lot more fabric if we were able to just um, switch on um, a loom and you know, let it power weave hundreds mm. of years, but um, it's it's quite an unusual um, it's an unusual industry in in that respect. But in that way, that makes it very sustainable because the, yeah. you know all the raw materials are coming from the island. If the, you don't use any power, so surely Harris Tweed has got to be one of the most sustainable fabrics there is. Yes, we we like to think so. So obviously, wool has a lot of great qualities. Mm. Um, it's you know 100% natural. It's produced every year by sheep, so it's re- it's a renewable fibre source. Um, it's biodegradable. It's got all of these great qualities. Breathable. Um, I mean, it's got it's got a really long life cycle as well. So our um, in our experience, we've had a Harris tweed jacket um, sent to us by a, a customer. I think it was from um, down south in England somewhere, and they were in there. I think late eighties and they were sending us a jacket that um, their, their 
parents had had. So they expected the jacket was probably about 130 years old. Oh, wow. Yes. And it was still going strong. The Harris Tweed, honestly, you you wouldn't know it was you wouldn't know it was a century old. Um, the lining How didn't amazing. look great. But <laughs> the lining, the, yeah. The, the tweed was absolutely perfect. It looked it looked fantastic. So you know, wool Harris tweed it, it really can um, it can be a, a lifetime wardrobe staple. It can be an heirloom for for people if you look after it right. Brilliant. So who are the typical customers for Harris Tweed? Um, so we have our, our mill business. So our, our main business is um, wholesale into the, the fashion industry. So we have we have a lot of very regular customers that come back to us every year. Um, we, we work with people like Vivian Westwood very regularly, yeah, um, cool. Alexander McQueen, you know, all of these mm. um, big fashion houses. Um, so they're they're a good important customer for us because they're always wanting something a little bit different, you know, that keeps keeps us on our toes, you know, when they're sending us um, you know, interesting design um concepts that they want us to to produce for them. Um but we've also got, you know, our sort of um the traditional Harris Tweed jacket customers. So, you know, you have that sort of hunting, shooting, fishing look that um, a lot of people associate with Harris Tweed. So we really have um, a, a wide variety of customers and um, our retail team are working with people, you know, very small businesses who are making, um, you know, new exciting products. So whether it's pet accessories or, you know, a, a new range of handbags or, um, you know, we, we really work with a very broad spectrum of people. Um, a new application for us is um, interiors. So, um, working with people, you know, hotel chains. We were working with the the Standard Hotel Group. Um, we've got Harris Tweed in their London hotel, which opened last year, I think. Um, we've got a hotel in Glasgow, the Blythewood Square. Um, I think it's Kimpton Hotel. Um, They've got a lovely, they do a lovely showcase of, of Harris Tweed interiors in, in those locations. So, um, yeah, we're, we're always looking at expanding our horizon, seeing if there's any any new ways that we can we can be using Harris Tweed. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense with interiors because if it's so hard wearing, it's perfect, yeah. isn't it, for hotels and, and places. I'm surprised it's not been used in hotels before. I know, yeah, and um, you know, color-wise, we can do all sorts of different, um, different colors for people. So you know, you have these lovely, rich colors that um, you know they, they do last. So it's a it's a great application for for interiors. And how about export? How much? And I know because I know the Japanese. When I've been to Japan before, there's a lot of the Harris Tweed orb. Yeah. Um, how how big is export? for the business exports are are massive for us so it's a huge part of our business japan um has traditionally been a really strong house tweed market um so we've um they're they're also great at you know very unusual um applications of the product they've always got something um fun and exciting they're always using the sort of brighter house tweed colors compared to our home market um yeah you know, Europe is big for us as well. Um, 
you know we've we've got a very strong market in um, places like Germany and um, France Italy um, the UK is is still a really strong one for us as well so um, I think it's been our biggest market for um, for a number of years but we we do um, we do need the the international um, customers as well just to kind of bolster things. So what does Harris Tweed mean to the local um, community of the Outer Hebrides and particularly to the economy? I, m- I imagine it's got a big, makes a big impact on the yeah, local people. definitely. So um, the Harris Tweed industry, it definitely touches probably just about every single life in, in, in the island, whether you've, you know, you know a weaver, whether you've got family um, who were in the Harris Tweed industry, um, we are a, a local employer of choice now. So we, we've got a really great workforce here um, between our mill and the, the home weavers. We, you know, we're really proud to be um, supporting sustainable rural employment, um, which is just really important to, you know, the remote communities um, in our island. Um, we are probably one of the biggest private employers on the island um, so you know between between our mill staff and the weavers we make up a, a very big proportion of the the private economy here. So are you actually born and bred on the island as well yourself? I am yes. Brilliant so how did you end up going to work for Harris Tweed is it part of you know your family and your heritage have you got weavers in the family? I do indeed yep so um, my dad was a weaver when when I was was born he that's what he was doing that's what he was working as Um, and before him my grandpa was in um, one of the Harris Tweed mills Um, so it is definitely in the blood and I think the majority of of my colleagues could could say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> just it's in your bones. <laughs> exactly, and you totally understand the industry. But at the same time, it's great that younger generations are coming in to the business. How how are you kind of safeguarding the future of Harris Tweed and, and the legacy of Harris Tweed? I suppose you'd call it. Um. So we're doing. I mean, we're doing a number of things. So we. Um. You know, we're. I actually came into the business um, through a graduate placement program. Um, so I finished my degree, um, I was studying in Glasgow and then I joined the business, um, when was that? Probably nine years ago coming up. And I, I joined just, it was a, a year long graduate placement program and um, I stayed with the business because you know if you if you see yourself in a in an exciting um, in an exciting role in a business that's kind of forward looking, yes. um, it's easy to stay. Um, so between that, we've we've done um, we've achieved the Investors and in Young People Award. So young people in our um, in our business are really important to us. We want to be. Um, supporting them and making sure that they're um you know getting the training and learning from the the older um workforce that we've got so we've got a really highly skilled team here um and it's making sure that all of these skills are getting passed down to other people mm. and that's really important um because you don't necessarily have the you know 
possibly back in the in the 60s or 70s there would have been um, programs and colleges for different textile um, workers but um, these these qualifications are gone now so you do need to be doing a lot of um, work in-house to just make sure people are, are getting those skills. Yeah, exactly. It's great that you've got that, you know, idea for how it's going to move forward. Um, as far as the kind of actual product is concerned as well, how do you see that? You say you've got it's gone into interiors. Is there other visions you've got for how you see Harris Tweed being being used in the future? Oh, there's just, um, I mean, I think our customers are just so inventive with how they're using the fabric. Um, a lot of the time, they're kind of leading leading us down down a route so um, we have a company like Tetrad who are a, a really big customer for us they're um, producing furniture um, Harris Suite furniture all made in the UK um, and they've sort of led us into into the interiors um, industry I think we're always open to to different interpretations and working with um with designers on you know our looms obviously can they have limitations with what they can what they can do but um you know we're always being pushed to do um unusual things different things and um you know we're we're just always open to the challenge brilliant so if anyone wants to come and develop their own specific cloth do they come to you and visit you on the island and and work with you at the mill so they can, they can come to us or um, we can do a lot of that work remotely. Um, we are totally aware that the Outer Hebrides are not um, <laughs> especially easy to get to a lot of the time. Especially <laughs> as well, depending on what the weather is, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. So um, very weather dependent and, um, you know, we can we can develop, we can do, um, we're very experienced in doing um, development work with people um, remotely. So you know, whether you want to come and visit us, that is great. Or whether you, you just want to maybe pick up a phone, send us a picture. Um, we we are open to working any any way you like. Brilliant. Ruth, thank you very much. That's that's a really good understanding and grounding. Everything you need to know about Harris Tweed. That, that's so. fantastic. Thank you very much for talking to me today. Um, where if where can people find you? What's the best what's the best website to find find so, your business? You can find us at www.harristweedhebrides.com. Um we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and um, you can find us on all those those sites too. Brilliant. I'll put a link to all of that in the show notes for the podcast. Thank you very much, Ruth. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me a, just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye. Bye.